Show me the money. The Aging Workforce Forum editions. Here, Retirement Commissioner Diane Maxwell's opening address. I do want to welcome you and say thank you for coming. We think this is a really important subject and the fact that you're here and devoting an afternoon to it says that um, you do too. We've got a really good programme lined up. We pride ourselves in uh, brevity. We're not ones for long yarns or talk fests or meaningless chatter. I do want to thank Westpac uh, for helping us out with the room. That is absolutely brilliant. And uh, I want to give a very heartfelt thanks to my team for all the work that they've done to bring this together. It looks easy, it's kind of not, you know. Um, so thank you guys for everything you've done. So today is part of the uh, three yearly review of retirement income policies that I do as the Commissioner every three years, inevitably. And I know that's a phrase that'll send anyone into a coma pretty fast, but it's actually a really, really interesting, important piece of work. So just bear with me on this one. Last time we did this, we created this 100-page document, which I think a few people read. Mary, I'm sure you, you hung in there and read the thing, and Rob probably did half of it. Um, but, you know, really this thing's far too important for a 100-page document to be gathering dust on a shelf. So this time around what we did was we broke the, the thing down into seven key themes across seven months. So each month, something good gets a really good airing. And this month is the ageing workforce as the month. So it gives us time to really get under the bonnet of, get under the skin of the subject, which is what today's about. Uh, now, we've done a few surveys over the last couple of weeks, and I've got to tell you, we've had some highs and lows, perhaps more lows than highs. And uh, we put a survey out to ask people what they thought about when they thought they would work until. And 2,500 people went on and filled it in. Now, that doesn't sound like a lot, but actually, for a survey like that that we put out online, we were kind of pleased. Um, and what they told us unanimously was that they saw retirement as about 68 to 72. The people who filled in the survey were predominantly 50 plus, And they saw themselves working till 68 to 72. Now, we'd heard that already. That's why we wanted to do the survey. We just wanted to understand why. So what people told us was it's, it's partly about money. It's a little bit about money. So, you know, if you're going to retire at 65, you might have worked for 40 years, and then you're going to retire for 30 years if you're going to live to 95. You haven't earned enough money in the 40 years to pay for the 30 years. So a number of people said it was about money. But what blew us away was that actually, as important, was the social connectedness and the purpose and the meaning that comes with working. And we had thousands and thousands of comments put in and people said, I like getting up and going to work. I like having a cup of tea with my workmates. I like being part of something. I like being useful. I've got skills. And what we found interesting was they were saying, you know what, I'm only 65, I'm not old. 65, not old. And it's this idea of questioning, you know, when you imagine a 65-year-old, what are you imagining? Um, it's not an old person. I'm turning 50 next year. I don't feel old. I'm 15 years away. I'm feeling positively young, frankly. So, you know, 
So a lot of people were saying that to us, don't write us off, we're only 65. It did occur to me that Hillary Clinton's 68 and Trump's 70. So we're okay having a 68-year-old run the biggest economy in the world, but we don't want them to hand us our boarding pass, you know. Um, now, in amongst that is the complexity that while the majority of the 2,500 2, said this, we know that there are people who are 65 and don't feel young. And that might be ill health, that might be the work they've been doing for a lifetime. So we recognise that, we're not ignoring that, and that is part of this conversation, but we can't ignore the groundswell of change that's underway and what 65 means. So that makes it a little more complicated. And I know every time I get up and say this, I'll get back to my phone and there'll be 50 abusive emails telling me that we shouldn't make people work past 65. So it's complicated. What we need to acknowledge is the change we're seeing. So then this is where things get depressing, okay? It's all been quite upbeat till now. Um, is everyone said, hey, we want to be at work, we want to be doing more work. So then what you have to say is, fantastic. Is the workplace ready? So we surveyed 500 organisations to ask them. Um, I think David's going to touch on this later, so I won't go into too much detail, but let's say there was a resounding no, we're not ready. Um, so there's a disconnect, uh, and we're getting that loud and clear from the people that are talking to us. They're saying, you know what, we feel discriminated against, and what are we going to do about that? Um, that's what today's about. You know what, if we didn't do today, and we just kind of muddled along, I'm an optimist, I think we'd probably get there eventually, wouldn't we? Because we'd kind of have to. It'd be quite nice if we got there proactively, constructively, and because we'd thought about it, rather than because on the tail end of everything, we felt that we had to. Thanks for listening. This episode of Show Me The Money was recorded at the Commission's Ageing Workforce Forum. Produced by the Commission for Financial Capability, helping Kiwis build wealthy lives.